Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, good afternoon. This is Dr. Rail, and I am um, today we're going to talk about coping with judgmental people. And I'm recognizing when maybe you are being too judgmental yourself. Um, but I think oftentimes as people who are blind, we encounter people who are critical and, you know, seem to be pretty judgmental. And sometimes it's really hard to deal with that effectively without allowing yourself to either become you know, down or negative or even angry and responding. So hopefully we can talk about that. Um, not all criticism is, is judgment. You know, some people are actually trying to be helpful. They're offering constructive criticism, um, which really isn't meant to be judgmental. But judgmental people are, um, when they're, criticism or their judgment is power-driven, when it's unempathetic, and when it's based on their own values. Um, It could be based on other people's character, and so they're usually closed or shallow. You know, they're they're usually pessimistic, and um, they ultimately do make the person feel um, diminished or bad, like like you can't measure up in some way. Um, it's very hurtful to receive harsh criticism. And the pain of being harshly criticized, criticized, especially if it's an ongoing thing that you can't really get away from either because maybe your parents were overly critical or you're in a relationship and that person is very critical. You know, just everything you do isn't, isn't quite up to their standards, um, it, it can have really significant and lasting effects. Um, people who are constantly criticized are usually reluctant to do things or try new things, um, and they often criticize themselves pretty harshly, um, even when it's not deserved, or they um, may even feel like they can't really be themselves I've talked to quite a few people, and, you know, they they say that when they're in certain situations, maybe uh, around certain family members or their family or in certain other groups, they just really feel like they can't be themselves because um, they are afraid they'll be criticized. So you can tell whether you're... um, People who are often criticized often um, are also judgmental of others. And you kind of learn that um, as a child. When you hear a lot of people criticize you, you know, that becomes normal to you. And so you may pick up some of those um, characteristics as well. And you can tell whether you're being judgmental of others if you have a negative mindset, if you're just just negative. Um People who have a negative outlook are more likely to see other people and themselves in a negative light. Um, you can, people who are perfectionist are often judgmental. 
um, perfectionists have extremely high expectations for yourself and for others, which can result in berating yourself or others. And, um, you know, other people just cannot live up to your expectations. If the, the expectations of somebody who is perfectionist, they're unrealistic. And no way can you live up to your own expectations or can other people meet up to live up to your expectations. One thing that's really important to understand is people who are constantly judgmental, they're very insecure. Um, and so they judge other people or they constantly criticize to make themselves feel more confident and, and better about themselves. It really doesn't work, but that's what they try to do to overcome their own insecurities or even, even deny them. And a lot of times people will say, oh, no, I'm not insecure, but they really are. Um, and then they also have strong opinions, and they believe that their opinions are always right and that other people are always wrong. Um, they have a difficult time accepting other people's points of view or even that it's okay for that person to have a different point of view and um, because that they are so strong with their own opinions. Um, they also typically have a need to show other people how powerful they are or how, how much better they are. Again, that is because they're insecure and they're really afraid that maybe they're not so powerful or so, so perfect or so good, but they constantly brag about themselves and, you know, kind of, make comments, well, if you would do like I do, you know, you wouldn't have these problems or whatever. So, um, how did you respond to that? Well, well, the first thing is try not to take anything that they say personally. When you know that somebody is a judgmental person, try not to take it personally because their comments are about them, not you. Um, and for example, I was uh, in a conversation with somebody yesterday, and, and this person has to work outside of their home. Um, they sell real estate, and so they're constantly, you know, outside of their home, and, and they're interacting with other people. Um, the last couple times I've spoken to her, you know, she made some comments, well, if I could stay home like you do, um, or it must be nice to stay home like you do, but I have to work and I have to make money. You know, the implication there was that I didn't have to work and I didn't have to take or make money either um, because I know the assumption was that, well, she lives on disability. And I was really tempted to make some really smart comment, <laughs> but I, I finally didn't. I just, you know, just kind of ignored it. And, um. So, yeah, you can try to be compassionate with the person. And I finally said, well, you know, um, one man's dream is another person's nightmare. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you want to think about it that way. Um, try to look at it as, as a life lesson and don't sink to their level. Because if you get into an argument over it or if you make a critical comment back, you know, you're just seeking to their level. So you can often say, well, you know, thanks. I appreciate your 
uh, comment or your observation and just let it go. Um, you can often focus your attention um, on other people who, who love and support you. If you're realizing that you're not getting support from a person because they're always criticizing you, don't keep trying. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to change them. You're not going to make them suddenly start supporting you. So just focus your attention on people who do and um, don't allow yourself to, you know, get caught up in the, in their game. Um, Try not to allow yourself to live through others and their negativity. And um, again, you know, if they're constantly criticizing you, um, just, you know, either respond briefly or don't respond at all. But, you know, realize that you don't have to be negative because they are, or you don't have to start thinking negatively because they are. Um, <clears throat> don't allow other people to control you emotionally, you know, and, and that's easier said than done sometimes when people make comments or hurtful comments. It's easy to start feeling bad about yourself or, you know, feeling angry, that type of thing, but just step back and, you know, say, I'm not going to give them the emotional space to control me because that's what they want you to do. They want you to feel bad because they feel bad. Um, and, you know, the, the reality of it is we worry too much about what other people think. So if it's something that you really want to do or that is important to you, uh, don't worry about what other people think. It's okay to get their opinions or their thoughts, but you don't have to live your life just because, you know, like other people think you should just because they think you should. Because in reality, people live all different ways. People dress all different ways. People eat all different, you know, kind of things. So you don't have to, to be what you think they want you to be. Um, you can you can be yourself. And that puts the ball back in their court. They can either accept you for who you are or they don't have to, you know. Um, most of the time, if you don't play the judgmental person's game, eventually they'll stop playing it, at least with you, maybe not with other people. But eventually they'll, they'll stop trying to lure you into that game because they realize that it doesn't work for, for them or for them with you and um, that you're not going to change your behavior or you're not going to, you know, be negative because they are. So, um, you know, it can, it can be really difficult, especially when it is issues of, you know, you're not employed and you feel like you should be or you would like to be and you've done everything you can to find jobs. Um, and unfortunately, judgmental people often know where to hit people where it hurts the, the worst um, because that, again, is part of their, their survival mechanism. They find vulnerable people and they strike where it hurts the worst, which is why we often find ourselves in, in that type of conundrum. But if you're not employed and you're doing things for your volunteer work, focus on that. And you know what? They don't even have to know whether you receive money or um, don't receive money for the things that you do and volunteers. You don't ever have to say the word volunteer and just, just you know, say what you do. 
Um, the same with other things. They Sometimes people just don't have to know certain things, and it gives them less ammunition to, to judge you with, because then they make an assumption either way, and it can kind of be amusing <laughs> when you realize that they're, they're making these assumptions, you know, that maybe you're getting paid a lot of money for doing certain things that you might not be getting paid any money at all for. Or vice versa. Um, so that's pretty much it with judgmental people. It's very difficult, but the, the main important thing is don't personalize what they say. It's about them. It's not about you. And if you can kind of keep that, you know, that gives you a little bit of ammunition or power over them. Because what they want you to do is, is respond, and they want you to feel bad. Because they don't feel good about themselves. So if you can kind of keep that in mind, sometimes that can help. Um, does anybody have any comments or questions or thoughts? If you have a comment or question, to raise your hand, it is Alt-Y on your PC. Options-Y on your Mac. Um Star 9 if you're using a phone with a regular keypad. And if you're on your app, it's in the lower right-hand corner under the More option. You swipe a couple times and you'll see the raised hand feature. And yes, Mark has a question. Mm-hmm. You can unmute Mark. To Hi. Unmute. Sorry, it's Alt-A on your PC, Command-Shift-A on your Mac, Star 6 on your phone with a keypad, and on the lower left-hand corner of your app. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Hi, can you hear me? Can you yes. hear me? Yeah. yeah, a few things I would say. I understand what you mean about those people being insecure themselves. And and I'll give you an example. I, I um, you know, there was somebody who I was friends with and she moved here and she had changed. She'd become this bitter, angry woman, judgmental. Everything you did was critical. Oh, that's stupid. Or without having any sense of why you were doing it and um, accused me of cheating in an exercise program. And I finally just had it with her. I said, I am sick and tired of being your favorite target, Carol. No. And she couldn't handle it. I mean, she didn't even try to face me. She walked away as she was screaming at me, you know, which said to me, she's really a coward. You know, um, she can't handle pushback. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of said, because her first husband was a doormat. Okay. And she had also sometimes said, well, Tom will do what we say he'll do, you know, Um, and that's how the relationship was. So when she came up against me and suddenly I'm pushing back at her um, and um, like, yeah, this person's a coward um, and um, can't handle it. Um, And um, but the other thing I would say, well, a couple of things and then I'll shut up. Um, Sometimes really judgmental people, I think need to be shown how they come across. Um, you, I don't think it's okay to just be a doormat and go, yes, I'm, no, you know. Um, it's, uh, they need to be shown how they come across and sometimes have cold ice water thrown at them. You know, I, then you, you may disagree with me and please feel free to, you know. But um, the other thing I would say is that I too can be extremely judgmental and I've noticed that in myself um, especially lately, um, and all kinds of stereotypes. I mean, um, 
you know, if I know that somebody voted for a certain candidate who shall remain nameless, I'll think, what kind of deplorable person are you? You know, he must be a deplorable. Um, you know, he must be a fascist um, or really uneducated and stupid. Um, I won't say that to them, but I certainly think it um, without knowing much about that person and where they're coming from. Um, so that is an issue. For, I, I can be extremely judgmental, um, very critical myself. And that's it. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. And you're right. Sometimes uh, just confronting the person, because uh, first of all, they may not realize how they're coming across people who have a you know pattern of certain behaviors and being judgmental is one. They may not realize that they're coming across as being judgmental. So you can say to them, you know, when you speak like that, I feel that you're being very judgmental of me and I don't appreciate it. Um, and they may say, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, you know, that I was coming across that way. And so then, you know, but sometimes you, it, it's just important to confront their behavior outright like you did. Um, and <laughs> If they walk away yelling and screaming, oh, well, so be it. But you're right. A lot of times, and again, because they are feeling so insecure, when you confront them like that, they're not going to be able to handle it real well. So kind of be prepared for that. (laughs) Now, they're not likely to say, oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad you you shared that with me, you know. And she is somebody who could never admit when she was wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. I mean, one of those people. And I, I sometimes thought, you know, you think with your mouth more than you do with your brain. You know, I never said that, but it, yeah. So I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised that she reacted the way she did. No. Um, so then you definitely learned that, you know, a lot about her. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Next we have Beth. Feel free to unmute Beth. What are these judgmental people are your are your own parents, and uh, they try like say um like you were saying, you know they're very critical, very um, well, I guess domineering or they try and be like um my mom she tried to sabotage every one of her children's lives that if she didn't like the person they were going out with. Or they were married to. I uh, mean, uh, she would try and sabotage your life to try and, um, you know, make you break up or separate from that person that you were with, so that you could possibly either live alone like she did, or um, supposedly go out with someone that she liked for for you. I mean, she did that to, and it got to her. Her kids had to use drastic measures. Like, I had to turn her into Social Security. My sister went to Indiana, and she, you know, she never looked back. And um, and it's still you know, twenty years from now, twenty years later, it still is bothering like the second generation of the family. Well, the third, you know, the grandchildren because of how she was. Yeah, it's very difficult to live. You know, be around, and, and especially when it is your parent. Um, you know, if it's somebody else, you might be able to avoid them or not have anything to do with them or whatever. But you know, when it is your parent, and um, it, it's more difficult. Um, 
again, when you do reach adulthood, all you can really do is, um, you know, just focus on living your life. Um, it may be that you actually have to move away like your sister did. But, you know, that can be extremely difficult to deal with. No, I understand that. But then, you know, she told she used to tell the grandchildren behind our backs when we used to let them go visit, oh, that your mother doesn't really care for me or, or um, gee, I'm old and, and your mom doesn't care what happens to me or or your father doesn't care anything about me. And um, to some extent, they really believed it because she bought them nicer gifts than we could and, and things like that. And I don't know, it was just... Very and that strange. does make it more difficult when she's treating the grandchildren one way and she's saying different things about, you know, the rest of you to them. Um, then, and when she's really nice to them, then they're kind of like, well, she's nice to me. You know, so, yeah, it, it can be so difficult when you're in a I mean, she, situation like that. I mean, that. She's, already, she's already dead. But things are still coming out now. Oh, well, you guys never cared about Grandma anyway. And you're going, whoa, what? (laughs) Yeah, and all you can do is just say, you know, your relationship was very different than my relationship. Um, Just just leave it there. Yeah, that's about all you can do because they never can experience what... Exactly. And, you know, you can't... What you experienced with her. Yeah, you can't make them believe something that they don't believe or that they didn't experience, but uh, you did experience it. So, yeah, it, it's hard. Judgmental people are probably the some of the most difficult to deal with. But I mean, like, by sabotaging, like, um, okay, she didn't like the guy that I was living with. So he would try and, or that I was married to, you know, she would try and get my check out of my social security box or uh, social security out of the mailbox. So then I'd have to go ask her for it. Or like she, I don't know what this was supposed to accomplish. She, um, she tried telling the doctor that uh, supposedly I wasn't living with her and that maybe I wasn't taking my seizure meds like I was supposed to. Um, I don't know what he was supposed to do. You know, uh, I, I guess she thought he would discontinue it. You know, like I told her when I found out, you know, that man could have gotten sued. How dare you call him like that? Well, well, you know, she's she's not living now. So the only thing that you can really do is figure out what you've learned from this and how to make yourself a better person. Oh, I understand that. But, you know, sometimes a lot of the siblings don't talk to each other. And a lot of, you know, because supposedly we treated, you know, people were so mean to her. Mm-hmm. Or or the grandchildren. Yeah, I don't know. This caused a big rift somehow. Jesse, just so you know, you do have another person with a question, so I'm not sure okay. how you'd like to handle it. Thank you, Jesse. Well, I certainly do commiserate with your, your situation. Okay. 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 Um, Karen, feel free to unmute. Hello. Um, I missed the first eight minutes of your discussion. So, <laughs> so if I'm going to ask a question that you've already discussed, you can ignore it. Um, no, no, maybe, that's not a problem. Go ahead. Maybe um, I'm looking at this 
from a different way. Well, now listen to the other callers. I know what judgmental is and, and being surrounded by negative people. But my question might not actually deal with judgmental. I, I'm guessing that we are all low vision or no vision. And I'm pretty sure that we have all encountered um, judgment, judgment or um, people dismissing us as full people or, or judging us as incompetent in things that we are totally competent in. Mm-hmm. So um, it, for me, um, another person I knew with a disability, she used a wheelchair. She said from her point of view, it was education. You know, every time she encountered a situation, she, she, her attitude was, I have to educate these people. I'm tired of educating people. <laughs> I just, I'm not a teacher. So, you know, I, I, I guess in a way I feel I'm, I'm an intelligent person, or at least I think I am. And, um, and I've accomplished other things in my life. And, but for always, people just focus on my visual problem and, and think that I am, you know, incompetent, and I'm not. So I'm not sure if this exactly fits into your topic, but if you have any comments, that would be great. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think that, unfortunately, some of the judgment that we as people with disabilities encounter is, is based on a need for power, and it's also based on a lack of understanding or acceptance as to what people with disabilities can actually do and, and actually do. Um, many times we're perceived as, you know, incompetent or um, unable or whatever. Um, sometimes it doesn't matter how much we try to educate or how many times this person has been around us, uh, they still have a belief that we're not as capable as they are and it can be very difficult. Um, the, basically, the only thing that you can do is just continue with your goals and your whatever it is you want to do and do your very best not to allow them to to hold you back. And sometimes, uh, once again, you do have to confront that that attitude. You know, you have to just simply tell them, you know what, I'm perfectly capable of doing this or I'm perfectly able to to do this and I'm going to. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, and I think that's one of the values of being able to talk with other people who are blind um, because, you know, we've probably all been there. Um, Some people probably to a lesser extent than others, but for the most part, part we've we've all been there where you know people think that we're less capable because we can't see and part of it is they don't understand you know they're thinking if I were blind I wouldn't be able to do that well they don't know um and, and part of it is just just a cultural societal attitude that has has been over the ages well, I, I, I guess it's not going to happen in my lifetime, but I would hope that, you know, rather than people, the first thing they know about me is I have bad eyes. 
and and nothing else I've accomplished. You know, they just know about the bad eyes, and mm-hmm. um, so that that makes me sad. But I yeah. don't think dear. <laughs> and it, it it's very very frustrating. I mean, that's one reason that I don't make the money or I'm not employed like a lot of my colleagues with doctoral degrees are because quite frankly people don't seem to really be interested in a totally blind partially deaf psychologist and and it's hurtful it's frustrating it's a lot of things but it is what it is okay um yeah next we have jane feel free to unmute Hi, Jesse. This is Jane from Falmouth, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod. I want to thank you for today's topic, and I really needed you to talk about this. I don't feel um, I'm having some, as his last call I said, um, people that don't understand. And it's really my family, even though they have lived with me or have gone through it. And um, they're not really judgmental, but they're very controlling. And before this pandemic, I did a lot and I've had some health issues and I took um, some time off with all my um, commitments and advocacy and town government and meetings. And although having Zoom is great because I don't have to worry about transportation, but, um, you know, I would go out with them, but they would do my shopping for me or they would do things for me. I wasn't able to go in the stores with them. So, actually, it's kind of funny that you're talking about this, because yesterday, I made my mind up that I was going to do this. And you know what? I did it. Good for you. My sisters told my mother, because they all told me, and I made a promise to them all that I would not take public transportation or the cab because of the pandemic and my health issues during this. When it's over, I will be going back swimming at the pool and one of the hotels and going back to my meetings and the new senior center will be open and they were insistent that's not going to happen. So yesterday when I got home, I felt so empowered and I said to myself, I did it. Oh. And I think sometimes you just have to take a break and not be down on yourself because I've always been very independent and I thank God every day that he gave me this vision impairment because it has changed my life. And I think we talked about this last time in a very positive way. And- hmm. Jesse, can you hear me? It's Monica. Okay, I'm back. I don't know oh. what happened. I thought I thought I was <laughs> taking up too much time. I but- thought it was me. <laughs> but anyways, I'll <laughs> just You finish. guys are good. <laughs> um, <sighs> you know, I just made my mind up that I can talk to them in a nice way and make them show that I can still live my life at my age, and do the things that I want to do. And I think that's very important. So That is wonderful. And I'm glad that you came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's one of the important things when you are in a situation where people are controlling over you or that type of thing. Take as much control of your own. Do as many things as you possibly can, whether they like it or don't. Um, because that lets them know that, you know, She's not going to let me control her. Now, okay. obviously, there are things that we all need help with. And, you know, then if you do, you do. But, you know, do as much as you can and, and take that control. Because one thing, it feels good. 
And second of all, it, it gives you some of the power that other people are trying to take from you. Okay, next we have Scott. Feel free to unmute. Okay, all right, I'm here. Uh, what is the best way to detect and uh, sort of head off at the pass a, a sign of judge, a sign of judgmental, of a judgmental person when you're out when you're meeting people? I, I, you know, I think you said early on that the the kind of the warning signs are negativity a lot of times or too quick to criticize and say you should have done this you could have done that things like that and then to avoid i would say try to keep a distance if you, if you can but sort of maintain a little distance from that person or is it yeah, and, you know, that that's one of the things. If you listen to how people say things, well, you should have, or if you would have, or you could have, or, you know, something woulda, like woulda, that. Woulda, woulda. Instead classic, of, woulda, yeah, somebody who, who is offering maybe some constructive criticism or even just curious would say, you know, I'm wondering – whether you've tried such and such, or I'm wondering whether you've thought about such and such. Yeah, they would, the they would put it back on them versus you should have, or, right. yeah. Okay. And then to avoid, so then, uh, yeah, then to try to sidestep them is best to just be, have as, if you can, but if you have to be dealing with them, you know, on a daily basis, like at work or something, then do it minimal, you know, try to be as minimal as possible with them. Exactly. And remember, don't personalize don't, it. Right. And don't, know, put don't, it. Put it back on them. Yeah, and don't you know, don't confront don't be confrontational with them just because they are with with you just kind of you might have to eventually confront it, but give yeah. them an opportunity to calm down or stop or, or, guess or whatever. Yeah, or I guess if it's a work situation approach you'll know, go go to the top, tell them, hey, I'm having trouble with this individual yeah that you can sometimes do you know if it's They're really causing a problem yeah, yeah. yeah. alright <laughs> that's all I had thanks or sometimes you can just take them aside and have a little conversation you know I'm wondering if you realize how you come across when you say such and such uh, be specific um, do we have other questions yes um, okay. area code 562 feel free to unmute Okay. You were saying sometimes it can be confrontational or sometimes it can be constructive criticism. Okay, we have a situation right now. I've been down this road, and I tried to stay neutral but um, with another situation, but um, a friend of mine has another friend that's friends with all three of us. Um, we're all three friends, what I'm trying to say. The... Um, the one girl doesn't know that her clothes are stained. And so the one girl, we'll say girl A, um, I said, well, why don't you tell her? Is that you told me you two are like sisters. And she got kind of quiet. So she still won't say anything to girl B. So I guess my question to you in a case like that, you know, because, you know, blind people, a lot of times, I know for me, I have to, let me put it on me now, I have someone check if something is too worn. Um, sometimes I can feel myself like I bought a pair of leggings from Sam's Club, and they, they just 
disintegrated after six weeks. I had to throw them away. But sometimes, you know, stuff gets stained if you don't have someone who comes in on a regular basis to help you, like her mother's, uh, girl B's mother's dead. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what she would do otherwise. The, the, uh, another girl told girl A, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, her clothes are, are all stained. So I guess my question to you is, what should girl A do? Just keep quiet? I mean, for me, I'd want to know something is messed up. But what would be your opinion? I'm well, if she, if she claims to be really close to this other girl, you know, I, she, she probably would be in a better position to, to mention it to her. Um, but, I mean, obviously she has some sight and she can see the other girl's clothes. Um, but yeah, I mean, most people would want to know that their clothes were stained or that maybe, you know, and, and you do that in a helpful way, not a critical way. But if she's not going to say anything, I would refrain from further conversation with her about it because you know after that it becomes gossip if 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 you don't address a situation with a person and you're still talking about that person now it's gossip it's it's not just judgmental behavior it's, it's gossip because you haven't brought it up to that person that it really involves or affects does that make sense okay i think she sees me yes I had okay. myself back. <laughs> so she can't she can't do anything about her clothes being stained if nobody says anything to her or nobody offers her something that maybe she could do um you know uh, about that and so if if nobody's going to do that then to continue to talk about her is just gossiping about her which is you know that that's a whole other level yeah, actually, there was another girl who, t- I guess I should have said A, B, and C. Girl A told B, and yeah, that, that's what it was. The, other, the, the first girl I was talking about, she can't see. She used to be able to see, and then uh-huh. girl B can't see. But it was okay. an outside person who knows them. I had a situation, that's what I'm asking you, and I figure, you know, um, where I didn't say the person's name. I, we have like a, uh, like a broadcast mailbox thing among maybe about 15, 20 of us. Mm-hmm. And somebody complained to me, because uh, I give parties, that somebody smelled. So I didn't say the person's name. I, I, to me, I thought I was diplomatic. I went on and I said, you know what? Send out a group message. When you're coming to any of my events, be sure and shower. Maybe you need to do your laundry. I, that's, that's what I thought was being diplomatic. Mm-hmm. But the girl evidently See, I didn't know there was a problem. She must have known that she was being talked about. And it just got into a big brouhaha. So that's why I was asking. I said, I don't want the other girl to get into a big, big thing. But I thought I was being diplomatic about, you know, instead of saying the person's name, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, you smell. I just said said to everybody, you know, when you come, make sure you shower before you come. Yeah, it it can be very difficult to handle those situations, but usually the best way to deal with them is talk to the person privately and, you know, then allow them to decide what they want to do about it. Um, You know what? I used to think it was just blind people who had hygiene difficulties, but I can tell you after living in this building for the past two years, 
it isn't just blind people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, oh you know, my goodness! Sometimes it's it's just a matter of of laziness or um, just not being aware or not caring, or it can be a matter of a lot of things. But <laughs> no, it's not just blind people. Oh yeah, no, I have, know. We do have a couple more questions for you. Um, Pam Coffey, feel free to unmute. Yes. Um, to me, one of the scariest things is when a person is not only judgmental uh, and not only controlling, is that they manage to get other people to join their effort and they start doing things behind the scenes that you don't even know about. Um, I had a situation like that years ago. It was after my mother died and her brother, her youngest brother was uh, chosen as the executor of mom's estate. Well, apparently no one in the family realized that he had this very sinister side that I know I've never seen. And I've been around him to one degree or another all my life. He was my uncle, you know, and he did some things and I'm not going to go into detail here. He did some things that truth be told were probably illegal. I don't know that for sure because I'm not a lawyer, but uh, the result of, I mean, he, he, not, he not only was in on it himself, he also got a former neighbor of mine who I thought was my friend. Well, he got her in on it. And then together, um, I had moved into an apartment by then, and they got the apartment manager in on it. And the the result of it was after living in an apartment that I loved for six years and thought everything was okay. Things started happening. I had to hire a lawyer. I really couldn't afford it, but I did it. I I hired a lawyer. Um, Things went okay until the lawyer had to turn it over to um, a higher, like a government authority. And the government people assumed that I was in Section 8 housing, which I was not. And a very long story, very, very short, I had to move. And I mean, I had very little notice. I had to move right at Christmas time. And so um, the and, and sometimes it's just hard to even know ahead of time that they're doing stuff like this until all of a sudden it lands on your head and you're having to hire a lawyer. Um, that and sounds so like this, an absolute nightmare. It was. Yeah. It was. And yeah. of course... And and the the really funny thing about it is this uncle obviously thought, because he wasn't a whole lot older than me, he thought he was going to be able to control my life for another 20 years, probably. Well, guess what? He, not long after all of this happened, and I moved out of that apartment to where I am now, he got one of the most uh, vicious forms of cancer. And he died. And I mean, it was it was bad. It was not there was nothing peaceful about it. So Mm. I thought that was kind of interesting that 
here he, here he thought he was going to control my life for another 20 years. He got knocked down and there was no way he could, um, could win that little battle. Well, I'm glad that he can't control your life anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have, next we have Lauren. Feel free to unmute. Hi. Uh, Can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi. This this is a, um, this is, this is perfect for me. I mean, it's really informative because I have a really hard time taking criticism and I always did. Sometimes I can't tell the difference between constructive criticism and, and when it's judgmental because, um, well, there are two things. So one of them is controlling. Like um, what happens is um, my mom has always been controlling, you know, telling me how to control the way I eat this healthy because I have health conditions and, and that's why I've been home during COVID. I haven't done really a whole lot, much of anything really. And so, and I live in an apartment building. It's hard to get out and touch. And, uh, but my father lives to floors above where I live, and this, and there's this whole thing about don't go to, don't go to him because he he did have COVID at one point, and and now he's has antibodies, but we don't know how long they're gonna last. And and, and my brother my brother also is in on it, and so everybody else is encouraging me to do it, and they're and they're saying don't do it. So it's a, so they're they're putting a guilt sort of a guilt trip on me about going, you know, I mean, being isolated from my family is, 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 you know, the hardest thing, you know, in, in during this, I mean, you know, and, and in, in, in being, and the other, and the other thing is just being, it's not being able to, to deal with, uh, it's, it's not being, you know, a lot of times I, have, I go the wrong way and, and, and somebody will overreact. You're going the wrong way. You're supposed to go right. You know, you know, and, and it doesn't work for me. So I don't know. It's, that's when I don't know when they're just trying to help or when, oh gosh. Uh, excuse me, excuse the phone. But you know, I don't know. I don't know whether, whether they're, they're trying to help or whether they're just being judgmental and just uh, you know not so nice. <laughs> so maybe maybe you can kind of uh, you know uh, give me the two cents on it. You know, kind of give me some tips as to how to deal with it all. Well, sometimes it can be difficult for to know whether people are trying to help um, or whether they're not. But um, you know, at that point. Just do what you feel like you need to do for yourself. Um, Just because even if they are trying to help, you don't have to do exactly what they think you should do. Um, And if they are trying to help, then you can just say, thank you. I appreciate it and do what you need to do. It's very easy for me to get defensive and say, this is not working for me. Why are you screaming? It is so easy to to just get defensive and and just start. And I'll be in tears by by the time, you know, I'm done. I mean, I'll just be. I'm really, really sensitive. I just cannot feel. It is. And, and, you know, when you're constantly being told what to do and what not to do, it, it can be can be hard not to respond. But and with the joke, the joke, it <laughs> happens so rarely. It doesn't even happen that often. It happens so. It happens so yeah. So. yeah. That's the other thing. If it happens once in a while with one thing, if it happens all the time, then at that point, you know, maybe it's time to have a conversation or decide some way of, of handling it. Right. Yeah. And about, the, and about the controlling, what do I do about that? About those two people who I know, I know love me. They, they were concerned about my health, but they, they are really, they want me to go every other, you know, it's almost Hanukkah time. It's almost as, uh, you know, and, and what do I do when, when, when if you don't go, you know, stay home, do, do more zoom stuff. Don't, you know, don't go upstairs to the fourth floor. Yeah. Uh, 
It's like I'm in a loss of what to do with the whole controlling thing. What do we do with that? Um, basically, the only thing you can do is is stay in control of as much as you can. You know, do do as much as you can, and then um, you know, don't don't allow them to control you any more than you absolutely have to. Right. Yeah. But Just listen to what Dad say and say thank you. You know, I appreciate what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Don't argue with them, I guess. You can always say, you know, I know that you're trying to be helpful, but this is not what I want to do, or this is not what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks Good luck. Very informative. Thank you. Okay, Jesse, you have about six minutes left, and there is a question from Jane. Feel free to unmute, Jane. Okay, you're unmuted, Jane. Oh, hello? You're yeah, here. we can hear you. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were, oh, I was going to wait till everybody's finished. I just want to add a comment, if I may, Jesse. Um, this is Jane again. I want to tell you, this is the third session that I have attended, and I just think that these are so marvelous and so uplifting, especially during this very hard time, you know, facing what we have to face with vision loss in this difficult pandemic. And, you know, when I hear somebody else and, and some of these things that people have said today, I think people can open up after someone has mentioned something because I think we've all, everybody that said something today, it's, it's hit home. And I just want to say thank you so much and that not only you and the people that are on these calls can trust one another and open up and, and share their really true feelings. And I, I know it's helped me, and I just want to say thank you very, very much. You're welcome. And, you know, I try to, you know, I don't want people to reveal too much. But on the other hand, you know, you're right. We're all going through difficulties. Um, most of us have some real commonalities in the stuff that we experience on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis. And so what you share, where it could be somebody else's story as well. And so, you know, that could be helpful to them. Okay, we have a comment or a question from Mark. Feel free to unmute. Hi, it's Mark again. A couple of things quickly. Um, and this is in response to, you know, I think Scott who talked about how, you know, how do you know when somebody's being judgmental by what they say? Well, I've experienced this in the work situation too often to think that this is coincidence. When somebody comes in and they start saying things like, well, in the real world, you wouldn't do things like this, or these people need to grow up and that, and everybody's wrong except them. Watch it. That person is treacherous. Okay. Um, and, and I mean, we had somebody like that in my last job when my supervisor actually said of her, you know, a good day is confrontational with this person, you know, and then she, she just left without giving notice, you know, um, just very like arrogantly, you know, like the rule, these people think that the rules don't apply to them. And in another instance, there was somebody who was acting like that. Well, she got herself fired because of sexual harassment. I mean, so when you um, hear people like that and they're making these kinds of real judgmental statements all the time about how things are done, it's like, watch it. That person's treacherous. They're not a team player. You know, deal with them as little as you possibly can. And the other thing, um, 
which is hard if you're in a work situation. But um, the other thing I would ask you is I mentioned that I can be very judgmental. Um, and I wondered if you had a few tips for my dealing with that, you know, as, as a person in myself. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we have to recognize that sometimes we are the ones who are, are judgmental as well. And so becoming aware of that can help us not be as judgmental and can also help us deal with people who are a little bit better. Um, but absolutely, you know, and and again, sometimes people don't realize how they're coming across. So if you just say, you know, you realize how you come across when you make that statement and be specific about it. Um, they might say, yeah, no, I don't care. Or, well, that's what you need to hear or something like that, which, you know, that pretty much ends the conversation. But they could say, you know what? No, I did not realize how that sounded. So, yeah. I mean, try to give people the benefit of the doubt initially. And then if they change, that's wonderful. Um, but above all, don't take it personally. Work real hard on that. You know, this is not about me, yeah. it's about them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Jesse, I don't see any more hands at this moment. All right. Well, um, we will meet again next week with a different topic. And then um, uh, we'll Thank continue you. to meet. Huh? Thank you. We'll continue to meet in December. But then in January, starting the first Tuesday of every month, it's just going to be kind of an open forum so people can bring in their own questions or their own experiences and talk about that. Hmm. Yeah. Instead of me coming up with a topic, and then that may, you know, work into another topic later. But people can just, you know, if you read something in the book or you have a friend who or whatever. Um, obviously, we're not going to mention names or personal details, but you, know, you can you can ask whatever question you want to ask. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Great session. Have, yes, have a great day. You're welcome.